everyone and welcome to episode 23 of the Audience Please podcast with me, your host, Adam. And in this episode, I caught up with Annie of the excellent Brighton Electro Noise Rock Trio Clip Drip. If you haven't heard their debut album, Without the Eyes, I certainly recommend you do. Um, it's been great to see some positive reviews around it and certainly will be somewhere in my top 20 this year. Um, yeah, they're certainly unlike anything else that's out there right now and they're, they're a force to be reckoned with live. And talking about live, they, as I record this, they've just announced a socially distanced gig at Signature Brews, Breweries, um, brewery site up in Walthamstow so if you do know them go and buy a ticket if you don't know them go check out the album and go and buy a ticket because it will be a great gig um, and certainly limited tickets and we also talk a a bit around their upcoming remix album that will be coming out in the near future they've released a couple of songs from that already Uh, Annie didn't reveal um, anybody else that's going to be remixing um but yeah that's going to be really intriguing to see how that comes out outside of music we actually discussed annie's open letter that she put out on discovered magazine's site uh, a week ago i believe as i'm recording uh, talking a bit around intersectionality and what we can do more as a musical community um we talked a bit around sort of resources that we've both found useful in these uh, times, uh, especially in 2020, um, and just how we can educate ourselves better. Um, so I'm going to sling a load of links into the socials as well around those resources that we've both found useful. Um, and as ever, we talked around her top gigs played and top gig- gigs been to, which was fun to talk about as ever. So please go like, subscribe and follow Audience Please on all the platforms and thanks for listening everyone enjoy the episode and i'll see you next time boy Hey Annie, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Yeah, thanks for taking time to chat today. Um, so what have you been up to during these weird times other than uh, other than music-related stuff? Um, I... Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> That's all right. I had a crazy incident at work the other night and the police keep calling me. I'm like, what? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was not, I work at a pub. Um, uh, anyway, it was just some nut bars in the pub and it got a bit crazy, but they keep kind of dropping in and then reopening it. And I was like, anyway, keep getting like these no caller IDs and missing them. So that just happened on there. That's why I paused. Oh, <laughs> so, oh, oh my God. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you live down in Brighton. What so, pub? Yeah. Yeah, what yeah, pub do you work at? Besides getting in big fights, um, I'm at the Prince Albert. <laughs> oh, amazing. Uh, the one right near the stations. It's a music venue, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, uh, 
No, yeah. Uh, besides music, I've just I've still been working, so I still work in the pub, which is kind of an interesting environment because everyone's got their face masks on, and you're kind of enforcing these horrible rules. But you're like, I, <laughs> I like, I don't want to enforce them, but I have to. And you're also being a dick because you're not listening. <laughs> it's like a whole <laughs> thing. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't get paid enough to be the police here, so it's just I'm like, I'm just gonna kind of be. Um, but. Yeah, no, it's okay. I just uh, I just started back at uni as well, so that's interesting. Amazing. Uh huh. Um, it's definitely not, not, it's definitely interesting. <laughs> yeah. Have you got any uh, students locked up in halls down there? Like uh, I keep reading about at the moment. I don't think so at the moment, but I'm not like I I'm doing my MA, so I'm kind of a little bit further away from the campus and stuff. Um, but yeah, just going back to school, I was like, oh my goodness, there's a lot of reading <laughs> and, a, and a lot of words that I have never seen before. So it's quite, it's quite interesting in a minute, but I'm getting through, I'm enjoying it, so it's okay. Good, yeah. good. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's good to be busy during these times, uh, that's for sure. Keep your mind off all the craziness that's going on. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's talk about uh, your album Without uh, the Eyes, which obviously dropped just over a month ago, I think. Um, and yeah, it's fantastic, mate. It's a brilliant album. Definitely going to be in my top 20 of the year. So yeah, how is oh, it? That's all right. How has it felt for you putting your debut album out and putting it out into the world? Um, how's that feeling for you right now? It's pretty nuts. I it was supposed to come out in May. Yeah. So we honestly pushed it back because of COVID and everything. We thought maybe things would be <laughs> sorted by then. Little did we know. <laughs> um, but uh, it's um, it feels good. I mean, I'm happy it's out there. I think we're all happy and we're proud of it. So uh, to have it be out in the world is quite nice. Um, it kind of feels like a weight lifted a little bit because you know when you've had it for so long, you're like, yeah. oh God, what do what are people gonna think? How's it gonna go? Um, how's it gonna go on and all this stuff? Um, but I, I do wish that we could get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so that that does suck. But I mean, everyone's in the same boat. So I'm, we're all kind of just. Uh, I don't know. It is what it is. But yeah, no, I'm I'm happy it's out there. <laughs> it's yeah. a short answer. It's yeah. really such a little babble. No, that's um, all right. Yeah, and I'm proud. I'm more proud of it. So it's nice. And and I was very shocked to receive such good feedback and reviews and everything. So that was very uh, heartwarming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's mad. You uh, like I was reading through some of the reviews this week, obviously. Um, before we chatted and it's like eight out of ten here nine out of ten there um so yeah it's it's really good to really good to see um and sort of following your journey for the sort of the last couple of years and yeah seeing that album out in the world is is really good so yeah and obviously you put out uh, the first remix um was that last week or the week before um the remix of two weeks yeah, I always liked your mother better by Saint Agnes and Saint Agnes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Saint Agnes are uh, amazing as well. So, yeah, we're going to see more more remixes on the horizon because that's uh, exciting. We are um, so that so that remix is for well, I mean, there was a few that came out during the album. Uh, yeah. sorry, during like as singles before the album, um, and I think um, it's it's a whole a whole album coming on. So it's that kind of, uh, if you've seen the cover, it's a woman with a backside on it. And it's yeah. kind of like the flip version. So that was quite ah, fun nice. to do 
Um, but yes, yeah, so it's a whole album worth of remixes. Um, we're really, really lucky to work with some really incredible artists, and people were quite happy to do it. I didn't think anyone was going to want a remix or stuff, and they're like, I was like, that means Scott, like, who do we ask? Like, everyone's just going to be like, nah, I don't have time for this, but people were quite happy to do it. So that was quite nice. Um, and some of them are really, really cool. Like, I was like, oh, God, this is better than the original. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's exciting. It's just like another thing to get out there, you know? So. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's a bit different, especially in like our, well, I say our world of music. Um, it's not something you usually see. So yeah, I'm excited to hear that. Um, can you reveal who's who's done some remixes, or is it, or is it all quite tight lipped at the moment? Uh, you know what? I don't actually know the answer to that question. <laughs> um, I feel like I feel like I can say one or two. Uh, 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 <laughs> You know what? I'm just going to leave it just in case I get in trouble later. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's all right. I'm always the person to do that. They're like, Annie, you shouldn't have said this. I'm like, oh, God, I'm so Yeah, afraid. and your PR's, um, your PR's going to be like, you've ruined the campaign. Like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I'm sorry. I just got chatting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'll leave that for now. But some really fun people. It's people that we really wanted to work with for a while. So that should be good. Nice one. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm buzzing for that as well. Um, so to move on to... A slightly more serious topic um and i suppose i've interviewed you at a, a good time because um you put out an article with discovered magazine um this week and for for the listeners if you've not read it i definitely recommend reading annie's open letter and it's around like continuing the conversation around equality uh, especially in race and gender and being more intersexual intersectional <laughs> as a community so I thought it was important for us to cover it and have a chat about it because I know that I've had conversations in the past and obviously with everything that's going on in the world right now, sometimes it can be a bit of a flash in the pan reaction. Um, things like the, the, the Black Thursday, um, people did that and then you don't really see any follow up. So yeah, I just wanted to get your thoughts on everything in your open letter um, and how you think we can do better as a community, I suppose. Oh, big question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I made it I wrote it, so. <laughs> but, um, yeah. It was hard. I think when I think when all the protests were happening and the marches were happening um, in Brighton and all over the world in that time, um, everything was kind of kicking off, everything was so heightened. And everyone was in lockdown. We were just watching and reading and trying to educate themselves and kind of try and get on this sort of, I guess it's movement, but obviously things move on and, and, and people try and nothing's happening. So they get bored of it. And it's not really a conversation that keeps fighting. But I think the point, the reason why I wrote that article in the first place was because I felt like a lot of musicians didn't really, it's a, it's a hard time. People don't want <clears throat> to promote their own music or, or sell things and, I don't know, it's a lot of conflicting feelings, but I think the problem isn't really about feeling guilty or, or and not knowing what to do. It's just about talking about it and about being very open and not being defensive, like a normalizing behavior that's like, okay, maybe you said something that was offensive or, or racist or sexist. Um, no one's going to crucify you for it unless you're to just try to educate each other and push each other to do better. And I know we're bad for it too. You know, it's a lot of emotional energy to like sit there and do that all the time yeah. and educate people all the time. You know, even talking about feminism sometimes, like I get tired. Like I don't want to 
and I, and I still have a lot to learn. So I don't even know. Sometimes I'm like, I don't even know how to ask these questions about, but, uh, yeah, it's tiring. I can imagine for the black community that like, they don't want to sit there and educate you all the time. Uh, and so that letter was kind of more to white artists and kind of realizing that, you know, a lot of, a lot of our music comes from black culture. And I don't think we really realize that. And we should be the ones having the conversation with each other and using our social media platforms. Cause it's such a crazy thing. The way people uh, interact with social media nowadays, especially mm. with bands and DIY bands. Um, that is kind of how you get things across now. So we, we should be using it. It's not that hard. It takes yeah. like five minutes to like look something up or, or find donation links or uh, charities or just share an article that you thought was written really well that might help someone else understand something. Um, so yeah, and, and, and even with feminism, I think <clears throat> there's a, uh, feminism's obviously come into light a little bit more in the last few years, especially the Me Too movement. But still, it's quite mainstream and it's quite white and it's still quite middle class yeah uh so i think that's something i'm learning and i'm realizing that i like i need to open up those conversations and kind of maybe not write always from my i think it's important to write from your perspective but i think opening up the conversation and being like well it's like feminism isn't really going to help if we're not talking about everybody and trans women and black women and yeah. disabled women you know it's it's um and it's hard because you don't really know what to say sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but it's still like these are experiences that are real experiences and you can't just wash them off again. Yeah. Conversation I, and not talk about them. Yeah, I definitely think you hit the nail on the head when you say normalize those conversations because it's very you could you've just got to keep pushing it until it's normalized because it's very easy for us as white people um to talk and talk about it but you talk about it from your perspective um but like you said sometimes sometimes we say things wrong or we post something that's wrong and just apologize and educate yourself on that and move forward but um it's just a defensiveness i think because yeah i know especially if you're talking to someone who's ex it's their experiences that they're, they're telling you that you've done something wrong yeah a lot of people get so defensive and i know i've done it in the past like mm. i think everyone has to some extent of being like you know i didn't mean it like that or <clears throat> that's not racist or i've done this or i've done this instead of saying that i think they should just be like you know what i'm gonna go home and think about this if i really after a while of not thinking and not doing my research and not taking your words into consideration if i still kind of want to have the argument maybe we'll talk then yeah but people's initial reaction of getting an argument and wanting to have the argument for argument's sake is like <laughs> really not really fair to the person who's yeah. explaining to you that, that what you said was um, offensive or triggering or like painful. So that needs to happen a little bit more easily, I think. But I know it's hard because everyone wants that little argument sometimes. Like <laughs> I'm bad for it too, but, but <clears throat> it's just not fair making someone do emotional labor for you all of the time just because you feel like playing devil's advocate you know and i think yeah. that happens a lot yeah um, and yeah definitely and um drawing on sort of conversations that very simple conversations without going too deep into it and not revealing who i spoke to but it was for example on this podcast i was like i've had way too many white men on it and i had a conversation with someone else about that and they were very much like yeah but that's not your problem and I was like well it kind of kind of is though um so that's why I had to sit down for example and go well perhaps I should get more female guests on and more people from other communities yeah. and it's it's taking those simple steps um so actually I wanted to touch on what you said uh, around 
um, the black community and um, how they've had an impact on modern music. Actually, just before we started recording, like, have you listened to um, the podcast sixteen nineteen before? I haven't. Ah, so yeah. I haven't um, listened to a lot of podcasts, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's it's really short, but um, it's interesting sure. that you, you totally trying to open an iPhone charger right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> just in case you see me rustling in the background, I am listening. No, that's all right, mate. Because um, obviously, you mentioned in your um, open letter about Sister Rosetta Thorpe and Little Richard. So. Um, yeah, 1619 podcast, they've actually got an episode um, about American music and how it was born out of black communities. So I uh, recommend that uh, if you want to listen to nice it. Movie. But yeah, to follow Talk on. that from... way on the walk to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's only about 20 minutes long. But, um, oh, those, follow... are the, those are the best lengths. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. <laughs> that's all right. But leading on from that, um, and obviously because we've had so much time over lockdown, is there any sort of material that you've watched or listened to or read that you would recommend to others right now? Um, one of the books that I read that opened up my eyes a lot and is also like a fairly easy read. Um, mm. When I say easy, just I didn't sit there and have to look at a glossary every five minutes <laughs> um, or, or, or it felt like it was a bit <clears throat> like too out of my range. I was Hood Feminism. Okay. I think it's my Mickey Kimbo, I think it's her name. Um, and it's kind of like letters to white women and the white women, mainstream feminism. And that's kind of a lot. That's honestly kind of probably why I wrote that letter. It really opened up my eyes a lot. Um, so that was great. Um, why I'm no longer talking about to white people about race. I, yeah, I read, I try, I'm not going to I didn't finish that one because it's in the midst of all my things. But halfway through that, um, again, that was a lot of like, it's just things you like, how have I not seen this before? Or how have yeah. we not thought about this before? Um, which I know is an insane thing to say, but it is true. Um, where else? What other things? Uh, I remember, I mean, I know it's in a documentary, but even um, uh, the Central Park Five. Yeah. Do you remember? Uh, yeah. Why, it was, why they not see us? Oh my God, that was probably the worst yeah. thing I've seen in a very long time. That really, I remember staying up till five in the morning and I, I, I had to go to bed and I couldn't not finish it. Um, I was just just like crying the whole way through. I mean, I cried everything, but Jesus Christ, that was horrible, mm. um, to say the least. Um, so those are those are three things I'd give yeah. to watch. There's probably more. I could probably write them down for you, but um, <laughs> yeah, the hood feminism though, really uh, was probably the the best one. Yeah, I've, I've, sure. I've not read that one, so uh, I'll definitely check that out. Yeah, well, why I'm no lo- longer talking to white people about race is a really good book um and actually uh, what's her name i've forgotten the author of that book she's funny enough talking about podcasts she's got a, a really good podcast as well from a, a few years ago and again i can't remember that do you know what i'll put them all in the links on the socials when i post this put them in the link. <laughs> and i'll send you the other things as well um there's definitely a few floating around i read another one that was again fictional and less more um like less educational, it was called Juliet Takes a Breath. Okay. Uh, and it was about a queer Latinx woman in the Bronx. And she goes to Portland, Oregon, because she's read this book by this like white feminist. Um, and then she goes there and she's so excited to meet her because she's opened up her world. But then she kind of finds all these things problematic with her like idol that she goes to stay with. Oh, uh, and cool. she starts looking more into kind of her race and her background. Um, but it's a really, it's it's on it was incredible the way it was written 
because it was uh, kind of no one really was a villain and, and nothing was black and white and uh it was just so it was such a it was such a modern example of like how people are figuring out and what they're identif- and identifying with like you can still identify with something that maybe you haven't grown up with um yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but it was really long. Quite a few times reading that. It was really, <laughs> really, really good. Um, it was super easy, but really quickly. Uh, um, yeah, it was a very, very good representation, very beautiful representation of like being a young woman and trying to find your feet and all these different aspects of coming to your kind of life and your culture. And, um, but yeah, so I'd recommend that one as well. Awesome. Anyone wants to? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to yeah, send, send these over to me and I'll, um, I'll post them in when, whenever we post this podcast. I'll post them in the socials for sure. Um, so yeah, th- thanks for that, uh, mate. It was really good to um, discuss that article. I thought it was important and obviously good timing to have you no, on no, the podcast. No, thanks for asking. No, that's all right. <laughs> um, so moving on to the... The more fun side of the podcast. Um, talk around the top gigs you've played and the top gigs you've been to as a fan. Um, and I always find this interesting finding out um, sort of p- people's influences. So yeah, let's start off with the top three gigs you've played and where they've been and why they were so special to you. Um, I mean, I'd say number one was Earth Tangent, uh, mm. 2019, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was like torrential rain. And it was. We were it was, at 11. It was yeah. awful. <laughs> it was nuts. And it was like 11. We played at like 11.30 in the morning. We were like, no one is going to be here. And like we went, like, kind of waddled my way with my little rain boots. And like, <laughs> changed my shoes. Got, got on the stage. Had a little one, two, one, two. Um, and then, like, I remember just starting to play and there was like a few people there and I was like, Oh, that's kind of what I expected. And then I kind of looked up at one point and like there was probably 600 people in the tent. And I was like, yeah. Oh my God. I'm like, bless you guys. Like it's 1130 in the morning. You're probably thumping. <laughs> but it was crazy. Um, it was just so nice. It was so unexpected. And it was so nice. The community that uh, is at the festival, people really do just want to see the music. I mean, we were quite lucky. I think we we're beside the main stage. So to be honest, people just kind of floated over us. <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh, but it's so nice that they showed up, you know, um, and it yeah, it went down really well. It was just fun to play on a massive stage like that and have everything booming, you know, cause Scott's pedals are very loud <laughs> sometimes <laughs> in a small place. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I was at that and I was a bit late. I can't remember why I was probably getting a coffee or something like that because I was dead I mean, to the world. It was early. <laughs> but yeah, I I I hadn't seen you seen you lot before and I was like you say those early morning sets at Arc Tangent and Trees as well. There's usually like only 30 people there or whatever. And I wandered up and I was like fucking hell. Like I managed to squeeze myself down like the left-hand side. But it was like so compact with people, and I was like, "Bloody hell!" And then you, and then obviously, you like you smashed it as well, and it was just like such a wake up to the day. It was like, "All right, this this, <laughs> this day is happening." Oh yeah, you got here you, we go. Yeah, you guys opening was certainly like that was the uh, the morning kick up the ass, basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm glad. I'm glad. I, for me too. I remember watching. Uh, you know what? I watched. Uh, not to skip the question, but I watched Daughters the night before. Oh um, my god! Yeah. Oh my god, it's one of the best things I've ever seen. <laughs> I was just like blown away. Oh my god, he's wild. He's so wild. Remember like taking his belt off and like whipping himself in the back 
with his belt. And I was like, oh my Lord. I was like quite impressed and also worried all at the same time. <laughs> I was like, oh, the, I hope you're okay. Yeah. Um, the, the, but the it was really, really good. Yeah, the crazy thing about that is it's not the first time he's done that. He does that, I think I've seen Daughters about four or five times now. And he always does himself damage on stage. And I'm like, how do you do this every night? Like, I know. It's nuts. But it was so good. They were incredible. Um, that, was, that was probably one of the best gigs I've seen in a while. Nice. Um, another one that we played. Oh, goodness. I feel like I'm like forgetting something big. <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh my god! I, there's little, there's so many like little ones all over the place. Um, oh, there was one at Sticky Mike's, like uh, which is rest nice. in peace. It's gone now in the venue, yeah. but those are. It was an Apple launch. It was a single launch, and that was wild because it was totally packed and the ceilings are so low down there and my parents were there and they were just like getting my mom was like dying in the mosh pit and she's like yelling at some man and i was like guys don't crush my mom and my dad's like downing the whiskey because obviously the content is kind of nuts <laughs> and i was like and it was just so crazy people were just going crazy and the bears were just kind of shaking around I was like oh my lord um but it was really fun uh that was a good one nice. i think it was the first time we, we, we sold out a show so it was quite special um what else? It feels like so far away. Yeah, I Normally know. Normally I'm able to tell you, oh, we just played this one, we just played that one. But honestly, I can't. Oh my goodness. Um... Don't worry, you, you're not the first, but I did an interview earlier this week and <clears throat> that band were just like, yeah, it so long ago since we played a gig, like can't remember anything. I know, I feel like they've all just kind of floated away a little bit. <laughs> we must have like supported somebody or done something. Um, yeah. Oh, we played a show with Nova Twins in Brighton. That was pretty sick. Oh, amazing. Um, uh, that was really fun. Uh, that It was it was uh, the Hope and Ruin. Oh, great that venue. Was yeah, it was super, super, super fun. Super, super, duper, duper. Sorry. That's all right. I'm so working here, clearly. No, um, that's all right. Um, so, yeah. yeah that... Sorry, that's not very interesting, is it? No, 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 no that's <laughs> all right. That's all right. Let's go. Let's move on to the top gigs you've been to. Then the other side of the barrier. So, other than the amazing daughters, what are some of your personal highlights over the years? Um, I saw actually right before lockdown. I saw JPEG Mafia in London. Oh, amazing! Yeah, I was mental. It was. <laughs> it was so funny. I was so scared when I walked in there. Like it was literally just like boys and they're like heavy coats. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like me and my friends kind of going in like hello um and, and it was so fun it was honestly one of the best gigs i've seen in a while he's he's, he's great live uh and he like pops out at the end with the carly j uh Revs, uh, what's his last name Car- anyway, Car- the, yeah yeah and then uh she did the call me maybe <laughs> it's just like just like really auto to like standing in the crowd like here's my number <laughs> and, like, it was just like this really aggressive set and then he just popped out with that and i was like this is why i love you <laughs> um yeah that was great said so chelsea wolf um oh. at the dome not the dome at the haunt a few years ago that was incredible i like stood i like pushed my way through all the people I like lost my friends and just cried the whole time like right in front I was just like bawling I was like she's so good she's so incredible and like so mesmerizing Um, she is she is just a goth queen and yeah she always uh her her live band are amazing as well 
because again yeah. I've seen her a few times over the years but every time like just on point mm-hmm. no she's so good that was incredible um uh, one that was maybe a different kind of genre I've seen Laura Marling at the dome Amazing. Uh, which I love her I think she's incredible and I definitely also cried a lot through that <laughs> <laughs> Um, what are the other, I'm trying to think of those are some like bigger people, so maybe some local stuff I've seen in a while. Um, oh my goodness, I feel like I don't go to as many shows as I used to because yeah, I just don't have any time anymore. <laughs> um, you know, we played a show um, with our friends No Violet and Pave nice. in Leeds at the Wharf Chambers, yeah, uh, and that was such a good night. There was such a nice community, and um. No Violet are obviously amazing, but we've, we've been on tour with them. But Pave are so incredible. That was one of the coolest things I've seen in a really long time. Um, our Ash, uh, the woman who plays keys and sings, her voice oh, was just so good. I was like so mesmerized. It's so nice to go to something or have support that you're like, oh my God, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was really fun. <clears throat> yeah, I remember when um, um, uh, they played um arc tangent in like the merch tent stage whatever that's called the bar room stage mm-hmm. and because it's on that sort of like thoroughfare through the site um again it was like just like mates who were there um and then by the end it was just like a hundred people were just watching them yeah. and it was just like this is so cool i was so so happy for ash actually because i knew she was like really nervous before she went on stage then but yeah uh, i heard that that Leeds gig was really good as well because, um, yeah, you did that whole little tour. I I'm, I'm annoyingly missed that a London show, but, yeah, to tour with No Violet as well, they're just wicked people. Yeah, they're so lovely. It was really, really fun. Yeah, nice. Well, I, th- I think that's some amazing examples and a, a nice point to finish off on. So, um, yeah, just last bit, where can people pick up your album and have you got anything else to plug at the moment? Um, <laughs> you can pick. I, I'm so bad at these things. Um, I think you can pick it up at most record stores in the UK, and, and you can find it now on Spotify, Apple Music, and all the internet things. Um, <laughs> all the internet things. Oh my goodness! I sound like a grandma. Um, <laughs> and. I don't know what other thing. We don't have anything to plug in a minute other than that remix. And the, they're, they're slowly coming out, so I guess look out for them. Yeah. Um, we've got some lyric books left if anybody wants some of those. I'm just <laughs> trying to get rid of those. <laughs> um, those are kind of fun little booklets. I just remember getting like an Avril Lavigne CD and like singing along to the lyrics. I was like, I want to make one of those. So yeah. That was kind of fun. Um, and we're looking to maybe do another EP in the next few months. It'll be a very long time until it's out. But that's something we're kind of looking on. Amazing. Kind of messing around with. It'll be very, diff- very, very different than the other stuff. Um, oh. But yeah, that's about it for now. Oh, and if you want to watch us, we're playing actually a show on Halloween, a socially distanced gig uh, at the Dome in Brighton. It's sold out now, but um, if you want to watch it live streamed, it's three pounds. Oh, I don't know how it works, but it's somewhere somewhere on the internet. <laughs> you can find it. And it's like Demob Happier headlining, and then our friends like Joy and Projector we're, we're opening. Um, but uh, yeah, so if you want to watch that, that will be there to stream. Yeah, 
Um, I'm all, yeah. all, all about the live stream gigs at the moment. Watched two last night. So, uh, did you? Yeah, t- um, Turbo Wolf did one and Cassells <coughs> did one as well. And it was kind of funny. Oh, shoot, I would have liked to see my Cassells one. Uh, I think it's still up online. I think you still buy it on Dice. Um, it's up for like 48 hours. But yeah, like Cassells, it was kind of funny. I, I made the joke on social media because the Cassells one was at eight and the Turbo Wolf one was at nine. So I just tagged them mm-hmm. both in a social media post and it was like, oh, it's nice for you guys to. Uh, perform a gig together like Cassell supporting and Turbo Wolf afterwards that's <laughs> cute um, but yeah thanks mate for, for having a chat today and taking time out and um, yeah we'll catch up with you soon yeah thanks for having me and have a lovely day that's alright <laughs>